Listener-supported KFUO, the messenger of good news. I'm Gary Duncan. This is the Midday Moments program. It's time now for our moment in creation with Pastor Warren Worth of Good Shepherd Lutheran Church in Arnold. Hi, Pastor Worth. Good afternoon. How are you today, Gary? I'm doing well. And uh, today you want to talk about an AP article that you read, Darwin in the Lab, Coral Evolution Tweak for Global Warming. Uh, what article was that and when was it released? Okay, I saw this in the St. Louis Post-Dispatch before Christmas. And uh, since we took a little break over the holidays, I didn't get a chance to talk to it, talk about it then. So I thought, oh, maybe we should revisit this. The title alone is intriguing, Darwin in a lab. It sounds so convincing, right? You read that as like, well, they've proven evolution, right? We do this in a lab. And then the subheading uh, there, coral evolution being tweaked for global warming. Well, that sounds like, well, not only do we know that corals evolved over millions and billions of years, but we can control that as well. So it's always good to read the article, read all the words in the article, and think things through as uh, Bible-believing Christians and not be duped by this. So what's the, what's the point of the article? The article talks about coral reefs and how scientists around the world are concerned about coral reefs because uh, they seem to have uh, be threatened by the change in water temperature uh, with so-called global warming. And so then... Uh, what we got to do? We have to do something to save the coral reefs, right? So they have collected uh, coral from various places where they've noticed that the certain corals are not being threatened while other corals are. And there's one particular kind of event is called bleaching that seems to be damaging coral reefs around the world. Uh, they said scientists found that between 2009 in 2018, the world lost about 14% of its coral. So that certainly would be of concern. And so they found at some coral reefs, they were not experiencing bleaching, and some of the corals thrived and survived. So they collected some of them, and they've been breeding those corals in the lab. And the idea is they want to reintroduce the corals that they breed in the lab that seem to be resistant to bleaching, and it seemed to thrive better in slightly warmer water. And they're thinking if they can reintroduce those corals to the coral reefs from which they were taken, then those corals would eventually be able to compete and survive and not uh, encounter the danger and the damage of the bleaching that happens in some of these reefs that they believe uh, is caused by the water temperatures rising. Now, what do we want to talk about here? Is that evolution? Not at all. What are we dealing with? We're dealing with cor coral that at the end of the day remains coral. But what we're doing is having selective breeding to, to look for certain desirable traits from the parents that can be passed on to the offspring. Now, think about this. This is what human beings have been doing with agriculture for millennia, right? You breed certain animals, whether you're talking about sheep or goats or cows, or in the plant world, if you're dealing with corn or soybeans, you look for parent plants that have desirable traits, including things like disease resistance or the ability to produce more offspring, produce greater yields, and you try to mate those particular parents hoping to get more of that, 
and get less of the less desirable traits. That's what we've been doing with animal breeding and plant breeding for a long, long time. So basically what these scientists are doing isn't evolution at all. It's selective breeding. It's keeping within a created kind. The created kind doesn't turn into something else. It's the same thing, but you're selecting for the traits that you think will be beneficial uh, from your point of view as a human being, looking at this and say, this will be beneficial for the future. So that's what they're doing here. Is it good? Is it bad? Well, scientists themselves are not sure whether in the case of the coral it's good or bad. They certainly want to save the coral reefs, but some scientists are worried that when you uh, do something like selective breeding and then reintroduce those selectively bred corals back into the wild, will that somehow cause problems because, you know, when you selectively breed, think about dogs, for example, you can get the certain traits that you want, but often there's a loss of information that happens there that makes the, the critter more susceptible to something else that you weren't expecting. So when you have highly bred, purebred dogs, they may look beautiful, but they're often weaker in terms of their health. Uh, because as you were breeding for those traits that are desirable to human beings, you overlook the fact that now they're not as healthy in this way or this way or this way because genetically you've bred out of them something that made them stronger and healthier when they were just mongrels. Uh, and so that's the question with these with these coral. Will will they really be better in the future or by selecting for this one trait? Will they be weaker in the future? Um, so our interest in this right now is mainly, at, as people who believe the Bible, not to have people misled by something like a title that says Darwin in a lab, evolution tweaked. This is not something that's evolution at all. Human, human beings can't produce evolution and they can't tweak evolution. What God created, he already built in the genetic information into all the created kinds. And having given human beings uh, dominion over the earth, we should be good stewards of the earth. And God having enabled people to be farmers and fishermen, yes, we should be good stewards of all the different life forms that are under our protective care. And certainly we don't want to be reckless or careless in how we treat God's good creation. But neither should we get so big for our britches that we think that we are God, we're smarter than God, or can explain everything without God. That's a huge mistake. When we read God's Word, the Bible, we see that He's the creator and preserver of all things. We are merely stewards of His creation. And I think that would be a healthy thing for all of us to keep in mind, especially uh, in this day and age when people tend to forget God. And we don't want to forget that when we talk about creation, we always want to bring it back to Jesus, because isn't that really the point of all of this, that we realize that Jesus is our creator and our redeemer? Uh, what good would it do if we could understand how to uh, examine all the different kinds of life on planet Earth, and yet would forget about our creator, or forget that eternal life can only be had by those who repent of their sins and believe in Jesus, who died for us and rose again? Thanks so much. It, it seems like uh, that's becoming more typical as far as the uh, the kind of misleading headlines of these articles that we see each and each and every day here. Uh, and it's so nice for you to explain it to us today. Would you like to lead us in a prayer as we wrap up this segment? 
I would be happy to do so. Let us pray. Oh, Lord God, you are the creator of heaven, the earth, the sea, and all that they contain. Help us to give you thanks and praise for all that you have done. Help us to be good stewards of the creation that you have bestowed upon us. And help us also to repent of our sin and to look to your Son, Jesus, as our Savior from sin, that we may be having our part in the new creation of heaven and earth that will be ours when Jesus comes again in glory. Hear us, for we pray in his name. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much, and I'll talk to you next week. Have a great week. You too. Thank you. We are the Messenger of Good News worldwide at KFUO.org, AM850 here in the St. Louis region.